Gracias. Jabba Jockeys, right? of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass into logical madness. You can listen to this episode and all other content on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line, saying hi, or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at PlaceCheshire. So here we are. It's that most wonderful time of the year. And I don't mean Mariah Carey's uptaking of Christmas. <gasps> <laughs> yes, two points. Oh, come on. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Let, let's be realistic, gentlemen. Let, let's be very realistic. 
Mariah Carey, as soon as that song plays, you know it's the end of spooky season. Yeah. And they started playing that song almost in September. And, and that's the reason <laughs> why I, I, I tend to post on the 1st of November or, or even Halloween night and tomorrow morning. This is the scene of Mariah Carey waking up to start singing. And it's the, the opening scene from the original Power Rangers where Rhea Repulse is coming over. Exactly. <laughs> ah, 10,000 years, I'm free. <laughs> it's time to sing All I Want for Christmas. Right. You know, it's even bad whenever I walk into a freaking like normal store, knowing that it's the beginning of October and they already have Christmas stuff out. It, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, because Christmas is the type of thing where it's like they let you know, like all the songs let you know right out the gate. Like it's beginning to look like, like Christmas. You know, all I want for Christmas, you know, Christmas forget, time is here. Don't forget it's, his favorite song. <laughs> Last Christmas. You can happily kiss my ass. <laughs> all right. And you just lost a challenge. But anyways, anyways, so let's continue on with the introductions. I, I just had to put that in there. Now, you already heard their voices, but proper introductions as always. Starting off with my OG my brother from another mother, my hetero life mate. You know him, you love him. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. Monkey, how's it going? Well, other than the uh, slight announcement of Mariah Carey and some other familiar things that happened this last week, I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm up. I'm alive somehow. Always question how and why, but here I am. Right, right. Now, the second one I have to introduce. Hold on. <clears throat> and I still need to put his specialized music on here, which I'm going to do that later. Uh -oh. He is... The international Lothario of the stage. He is the silver tongued devil. He is the sexual chocolate of internet wonderland, tantalizing the juices and the flavors of all the women that are out there. And he is also the bigger brother of Quincy Elliott because I still got to throw that in there. <laughs> D Twizzle. How's it going, D? Oh, it's going fantastic all the way up to the end. I, I thought we I thought we buried the hatchet on that one, but I guess I guess not. No, because we got uh, another NXT pay-per-view coming up here in November because we're gonna have we're gonna be pretty stacked for pay-per-views for that. Now, normally the first lady of Internet Wonderland, Miss Sally Stitch, would be with us, but she has some family obligations that she has to go and do. But we decided to bring a special friend with us. Very special very friend. Yeah. Someone brand new to the Internet Wonderland cast. Someone very brand new to Soaring the Digital Airways with us. Now, just as we have a sexual chocolate here, we have to have a velvet vanilla. Ooh. We have to have someone, and D Twizzle's like, wait, what? <laughs> well, we have to balance this out, man. No, I'm just trying to say, make it make sense, because felt. So he's like smooth, he's right? So he's he's, like he's red on the inside. So we got one half, well, on the other one? half. Yeah, we we got the yin and yang here. Okay, we got sexual chocolate and we got velvety vanilla. <laughs> velvety. <laughs> Vanilla. Which, once Lilith actually hears this, she's going to be like, Velvety Vanilla? What? So, <coughs> making or, or she might be more like, oh yeah, you don't know how velvety it is. Oh, you know she's going to bring that up for the Cheat List Volume 3 next season. But anyways, here making his introduction to the Looking, Looking Glass Studios is our good friend and newest cast member, Mr. J.J. Walkies. J.J., how's it going today, man? Well, you know... Uh, just 
Just glad to be here. So. <laughs> Still trying to figure out how, how trapped he is, not yeah. realizing he's fallen all the way down the rabbit hole. Exactly. That's perfectly fine. Once you're here, you're here, man. <laughs> so Just like Olive Garden. When you're here. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't really it. finish that line because they, they probably copyright us. And, no, no, yeah. no, they'll yeah. just Infringement. say, well, we don't have a, we don't have a deal for yeah. promotion. But. No, yeah, Olive Garden is, is once you're here. You're out a hundred dollars. Once you're here, you're gonna get diabetes the Italian way. Oh no no no, that's never mind. Yeah. Once you're here, you're gonna enjoy flat wine. Oh sorry, we could go on all day with this, but no right. But <laughs> first of all, it's not that enjoyable. Second of all, I don't know. I don't have to spend that much money there. So. At least the breadsticks are pretty good. I mean, when you all agree, I mean, just, just remember good. when you go there, free carbs. That's free carbs exactly. That's any place that you, does you, that, you, you, you at least you, have to go. And enjoy it. Definitely yeah. make sure you, you just gorge yourself on the all-you-can-eat breadsticks or, and salad or soup, and then take your entree home. That's the way to do it. Hmm. That is logical thinking for modern times, folks. Yes. Modern <laughs> t- problems. Modern meal prep. Yeah, mo- exactly. Solutions. <laughs> but anyways, JJ, thank you for coming on to the show, man. I know this is your first time, and I know that you heard a couple of episodes before. And for everyone to know, Lilith... Are one of our members of the Siren Trio that we have that do the cheat list. Lilith is actually JJ's wife. So this is a family affair, honestly, having both of them on. Granted, it's not at the same time because we couldn't handle all that explosive sexiness on here. I mean, we already have D-Twizzle and now we got JJ here. And it's already palpable in here, just saying. But no homo, no homo. Yes. No homo. It's like but, a massive sausage potty here, guys. Yep, you yep. got the vanilla, you got the chocolate. I love that you movie. Got, you got the Mexican, <laughs> and then you got the Filipino. You know, so I guess that makes me like Ube and you. What, what would? I, I you're, guess you're like the. What? I guess adobo. 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 Oh, that's kind adobo. of Filipino too. Or, but, um, <laughs> yeah. What's the one? I'll think of it. Ah. Maybe flan mole. Oh, I don't know. Flan. We'll figure it out. Flan. The mole, and then you got the, the, the ube. Yes, there you go. We'll we'll figure it all out in due time. I mean, chocolate, <laughs> vanilla, mole, and ube. Uh, I mean, mocha soul. Mocha soul. Mocha soul. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys. I think we're not about that. Yeah. yeah. So tonight, I mean, as we know, this is getting close to the end of Halloween season. Boo. <clears throat> Mariah Carey's going to come out of her frozen sarcophagus, as we mentioned before. Uh, Mariah, don't sue us. We're just saying this out of jokes. Sue me. I dare you. I dare you. She'll just take your soul, seeing how you don't have money. Well, I don't have one of those either, so she, she's double out. Yeah, how do you like that? <laughs> so you're not a ginger. Come on now. Actually, I kind of am. <laughs> he is slightly. Oh. I'm a mixed mutt, so. He's, he's, a, he's the day walker from South Park. Pretty much. Oh. So, but anyways, I mean, I figure tonight... We talk a little bit about Halloween. I mean, some of the stuff that we used to do as kids. Yes. Also figure because D Twizzle brought up the series Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah. We talk about that little fever trip. And also because next week is going to be WWE Crown Jewel. Yes. And they did finalize a few more matches that we go back and run through the matches real quick. Because next week, Crown Jewel is going to be starting... Early because, you know, Saudi Arabia time, central time, and then we'll be able to record directly after that. Yeah. So, pardon me, I had to clear my throat. Now, 
Monkey. Yes, that's me. I'm sure that you have some wonderful, wonderful news to share with us. Oh, I have news. You news know. of news upon news. Now, JJ, this is your first time being on the show, so every Saturday we do this wonderful little bit called Monkey Coconut News, mm. where Monkey gives us some interesting news of the week. It can be related to video games, movies, um, pop, div- culture. pop culture, a lot of stuff. So... This is this is a very momentous time for you because every member has heard Monkey Spiel on Monkey Coconut News. So I'm excited for this. Gentlemen, let's get started. It is now Saturday. It is time for our special news segment as we hear the wise words of the sage monkey. It is time for Monkey Coconut News. <laughs> Welcome to Monkey Coconut News. I am Monkey. So, a couple bits of news this week. Uh, first of all, the uh, probably biggest thing that a lot of people have been talking about is uh, Elon Musk, a.k.a. Space Daddy, has officially bought in Twitter. And he first came in on... <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm sorry, Space Daddy. <laughs> Space Daddy Matt. <laughs> hey, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I don't take credit for that. That is uh, credited to Clownfish TV. They, they, they started calling him Space Daddy for a while and... It fits. It, but anyways, awesome. continue, man. So first of all, he busts into a Twitter HQ in San Francisco on Wednesday carrying the kitchen sink. And, you know, basically starting the wonderful meme of let that sink in. And then Thursday, he starts to chopping. So uh, Thursday, he fired uh, four of the top execs at Twitter, which were uh, uh, the CEO, Paraj Argold. And then, uh, let's see here, the CFO, Ned Segal. And let's see. And then their policy head slash legal department person, uh, Vijaya Gotti. And then also fired uh, their general counsel, Sean Edgett. So he's, he's already starting with the layoffs. Um, a fun little video popped up on Friday morning where they were people were talking that he supposedly fired the entire uh, the, the, the engineering team, the data engineering team. And one guy they're interviewing, uh, it turned out to possibly be a major troll slash fake video because the guy introduced himself as Rahul Ligma. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. That's why once that name came out, people were like, that doesn't sound legit at all. And apparently people have supposedly looked it up and looked up information and say that there was no one named that in any of their accounting information. So... But you know that could just mean he might be he might have done it just as a under a pseudonym potentially yeah, yeah. possibly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, if you get a chance to see that video, it's pretty interesting. And the guy's a, a little uh, unhinged, I guess you can say. Uh, some of the things he's saying in in that because it's essentially like he just came out of the building carrying his little box of stuff. And so my question is, how long is the video? I want to say it's about like five, six minutes. But because before we wrap up for the night, we may actually play it because that video oh, is considered under fair use. Uh, or do we don't want to risk it? No, no, no. no. <clears throat> because we don't have the backing of Axel Braun right now. Yeah, so we don't have the, the, the god Axel Braun behind us. Too. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. Anyways, continue. Okay. A um, little bit more entertainment news here. Um, the Apparently, season four of The Witcher, we're getting a, uh, some switching around here. 
Uh, apparently, Henry Cavill has stepped out of his uh, role of Geralt, and mm. it looks like it's going to be taken over by Liam Hensworth, a.k.a. Thor's little brother. Um, Wait, he's taken over as Geralt? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Matter well, of fact, um, Henry actually did a full-on, you know, thank you for, you know, allowing me to play this role, but, yeah. you know, it's time for me to step down, and I'm excited for this individual to be stepping into place to pretty much put his spin on the character. This character meant a lot to me, and I hope that he does, you know, wonders with it. So it's actually... Is it because he is basically treating War uh, Warhammer as a part-time job right now? Uh, no, it's mainly due to the fact, and I think Monkey can actually agree with me on this, because with the DC Universe, you know, doing DC films and everything... He's back as Superman, yes. and they're going to actually roll with Men of Steel too. Okay. Yes, and then the other thing being with that, um, on top of that, uh, the apparently there was probably some friction with the the writing staff because uh, the head writer on the X Men ninety seven uh, project for for Disney Plus uh, actually stated that he didn't like the staff that he had working on The Witcher because apparently a lot of the people that were in there were kind of trying to sabotage the show because they just didn't care about the, the, the actual backstory information. So they were basically just doing what they wanted to do, and he's like, yeah, this, that's kind of crap, so I'm not going to let that happen on X-Men 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the DCEU, um, that, that was also announced, I believe, this last week, that <clears throat> James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to be the two in charge of keeping the DC. Uh, movie universes stuff in kind of some kind of continualism. Um, so the so there's probably a good chance that James Gunn is not going to be doing very much with uh, with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy or anything else anymore from here on out. Um, other than the Guardians of the Galaxy th- Volume Three is supposed to be coming out and the holiday special, which looks phenomenal. If you haven't seen the trailer, check it oh, out. Oh, it's amazing. <clears throat> Y'all need to watch that with the trailer. Here. The yes. trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, it is it great. Is, it is just beautiful. But, all right, continue on. All right, okay. So, one other bit of information news here, and um, this is for more of our, our sports people. Uh, apparently, Vince Dooley, excuse me, Vince Dooley, who was a legendary coach for Georgia Tech, I believe, um, has apparently passed away at 90 years old. So, um, many people who probably follow college football a little bit more than, than I do. Uh, probably will recognize the name, and he's was uh, the 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 coach of the Bulldogs who uh, won the 1980 national championship. So uh, again, it is very sad to hear the passing of oh 90. Sorry, I don't know why I got 80 of that. My eyeballs aren't working right. Okay, so yes, uh, again the unfortunate news there, but uh, obviously he he lived a, a very long and fruitful life there, and uh, will be missed by many fans. That is the news that the monkey has today. So, <clears throat> gentlemen. That's me. Wait, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, that's all of us. <laughs> you know, collectively. That's so, what you want to say. <laughs> God damn it, monkey. Anyways, that's number one for the day. I'm actually <gasps> going to turn that into a drinking game, especially uh-huh. with um, Aphrodite. Hmm? Because um, I, was doing, I was at Mouse River Player today with my um, students because of work call. And, you know, Aphrodite, we already know who Aphrodite is. Mm-hmm. She always has those weird quips that make you just want to say, God damn it. So, 
I already told her that I'm going to start start this as a drinking game for um, the the cheat list volume three. That every time that she gets me to say that, I'm going to take a shot. <clears throat> um, I don't know if I'll be able to survive, so I'm just going to do my living will and testament probably next week over this. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting. Now, another reason why we brought JJ on here, yes, is because here. Next Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, the ladies had the chance to do the cheat list. Mm -hmm. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time that we do our version of the cheat list. And I'm calling it the lust list because, I mean, I mean, you have to think about it. Monkey's single. Dorian is single. Grant is happily taken. I'm happily taken. But yet, we still have our fantasy picks that we would love if we had an opportunity to just... Well, hold on, hold on, wait. Before we continue with this, I'd like to go ahead and put out the following clauses. The first one is going to be the Sammy Sunshine Clause, which means at any given point in time, we will be coughing, we'll be clearing our throats, we may take a break here and there. This is real life. We're not going to edit anything. The second one is going to be the alley symbol clause, which means we will probably be saying things with some very delectable, colorful adult language. So if you're under the age of 18 or if you have any small children that are around, you have been warned we're not apologizing for shit. I always wanted to put that part in there, too. But anyways, you feel so adult when he says big words like that. I know. It's empowering. Big, big boy pants. I'm an old cat, but sometimes I, I do like to let loose a little bit. So whoa, this whoa, is whoa, actually fun. Put that way. Put that way. Whoa. 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 whoa, whoa. whoa. He said whoa. Loose sorry, sorry. We're not, watching, we're not watching an AEW whoa. show. My bad. But anyways, you know, this is our opportunity to talk about, you know, fantasy hookups. Mm. I mean, we already know D Twizzle has his internet, uh, internet team that always scours for information on Nikita Lyons. Yep. Crack research team. Yep. Yeah. See? Crack. Lots of crack. Lots of researching. Mm-hmm. God damn it, monkey. <laughs> but, you know, this is a chance for us to really let loose. And I just want to put it out there. This is all for fun. This is all just talking about, you know, if we had the opportunity. It isn't us being chauvinistic. It isn't us being perverted. It's just us. Speak for ex- yourself. And don't, okay. And don't forget okay. that other word, misogynistic. Yep, yep. We have to remember <laughs> that one. This is just us having fun. You know, we believe in equal opportunity here in in Cheshire's place. That's why the women had their opportunities. And good Lord, those opportunities almost drove me to drink. Almost. Almost. Not quite. I've seen a preview of what uh, Lilith has worked up for the next one. And it seems fairly uh, extensive. (laughs) So, and and Sally has taken. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sally took it one step further. She's like, this individual, but I want their jawline because it's sexy. She, she's Frankensteining them. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so just to give y'all a, <laughs> a break. Face is like, I'll explain it later. I'll okay. explain it during the break. <laughs> okay. But just for people to understand, we're going to be doing this as categories, just like how we did for the ladies. You know, characters that we want in like movies. Okay. It can, so it can, you know, we'll even break it down further. We'll go with actual actresses. We'll go with actual movie characters, TV series characters. Then we'll go a little bit meta. 
we'll go with like video game characters that are female or male, depending on people's preference. We do not judge here. Riley Reed. Riley Reed. Riley Reed. Oh, God damn it. Is it like Beetlejuice? Oh, hey, Riley. Hey, if Riley all of a sudden showed up, I'll be like, yeah. Um, like, how did you get? Doesn't even matter. You know what? Like, how are you doing? <laughs> She's like, and how did I get? What the? They'd be like, give me a belt. <laughs> give me a belt. Give me a belt. And here we go again. <laughs> that should be part of the drinking game. <laughs> that, that would, with y'all two, yeah, I'd be dead <laughs> within the first five minutes, if that. But also, oh. we're going to go with music. Okay. And within music, we can also add in musicals because I know D Twizzle and JJ do enjoy musicals. And also, you know, we're just going to have a little bit of fun with it. So just different categories. Just have your list ready if y'all have list. I mean, we also have access to the Internet and YouTube and everything else. And we so. know what the Internet is made for. Thank, read. <laughs> I was about to say, thank you, Avenue Q. But, yeah, well, I, sure. it, it's that's the long way. That was the short way of saying it, but I yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I did a more direct route. And yeah, and, I mean, if you haven't if you haven't figured it out yet, look up Riley Reed. <laughs> I did, yeah. and I was just like, didn't she just have a baby too? I don't know. Did she? Well, then I think she it. did. Well, maybe that should be a category. Uh, favorites. No uh, favorite stars that starred in Axel Braun movies. Well, no. we have a list. <laughs> Well, say no more, D-Twizzle. <laughs> we got a list just for you. Yep. But anyways, so yeah. I think we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. Ah, apparently she did back in July. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, because... You know what that means. She's a move. Found <laughs> it. Bam. Oh, I would. Wait, what? <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it begins early, even before we get to the spooky stuff. But anyways. Spoopy. <laughs> but anyways, folks. Um, well, I'm just getting a little freaky, not spooky. So no, spoopy, spoopy, spoopy. No, I'm spoopy. being freaky, freaky, fruity, fruity, We're gonna call it fruity. Anyways, right. I'm not getting fruity. <laughs> God damn it! Okay, <laughs> see, I would be taking a shot right now because of that. Dude, you'd be dead right by now. Exactly. Imagine what <laughs> would happen if freaking Aphrodite was here. Between y'all two, I would be dead. Yeah, Literally, we would be trying to. We would try to out each other to yeah, make it. Just get up and walk away. <laughs> Put his headset down. And be like, all right, like, I'll I'm be done. Back. You got, you guys take over the show. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be back. You know I'll, I'll be back in an hour or so. You know. I gotta go refill. I need more. <laughs> I gotta go get more. Stop. I'm out. <laughs> be like, you know what? The, Broadway, you think DoorDash will deliver for me? There we go. Broadway liquor is just gonna have to have a beeline here, honestly, with all that. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So real quick, because Sorry. we already know that Crown Jewel is coming up next yes. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be watching that, so yes. you have so D Twizzle. You might as well be here around ten o'clock or ten thirty in the morning because it's going to be an early one. Oh, okay, and you know JJ, you're welcome to join us too. I mean, you can come in and watch and be like, I think I know that guy. Right. Oh, oh. I'm I'm currently <laughs> looking up the matchups to see okay. if I recognize any of them. <laughs> so the, I the actually, only one you might know is Brock Lesnar, probably from. Your, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But. yeah. So I actually do have the updated match list up. Okay, updated. So we're going to do a quick predictions on this because, you know, might as well. It's a little early. We can actually do it. So we're actually going to start off from the bottom up because the first match on. God damn it, monkey. The first match on here is Omos versus Braun Strowman. Oh, God. Mm. So real quick, we're going to start with monkey. That's me. Your prediction, Omos versus Braun Strowman. Who do you think is going to win? I would give this one to Braun Strowman, mainly because he's 
the actual better worker of the two. <laughs> I mean, that would be how I would go. Omos was is there just for the, I guess you can call it the the freak factor of the fact that he's you know seven seven and a half feet freaking tall and four hundred pounds. Yeah. But you know, other than that, he he can't really move in the ring. Um, I don't see any major aspirations for pushing him toward any kind of uh, title outside of possibly one of the mid tier titles. But right uh, outside of that, yeah, he's not usable as any major front for anything. So, right, right. I mean, I no no disrespect to him, you know, because that guy would probably kill me in real life. But still, you know, I just kick him in the ankles and run away. Um, <laughs> Can you reach his ankles at oh, this yeah. point? Do- I could probably kick him in the head if I really wanted to, but headbutt. Yeah. I would headbutt. Damn. Oh, yeah. Headbutt. Headbutt. Could be a vote. All right. So, JJ, yeah. um, I know this is your first time doing a predictions portion with us, too, but do you follow wrestling a little bit? Not as much now. Um, about 10 years ago is kind of when I kind of fell out of the scene, um, but I am familiar with at least Braun Strowman. So mm-hmm. I guess if I were to pick just off of, you know, my knowledge, I know he's, he's a big guy, lost some weight. So yeah, he's, 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 he's trimmed up. And yeah. He it's kind of following in big show's shoes. So yeah. I, I think, I think he'd have what it takes to, to pull this out. Okay. I guess it kind of also depends on, you know, upcoming storylines and that kind of thing. But yeah, this is more Braun came back and they decided to put this all together on a whim. All right. D twizzle. Omos, Braun Strowman. Who you got? Do you got the fourth member of the quintuplet? (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Anyways. Well, obviously, he's talking about your Braun, the light-skinned one of your family. Yes, exactly. I mean, God forbid you talk about he who must not be named. You know, but... Omos? (laughs) Powerhouse? No. Quick... Yeah, oh, oh, there it is. Ding, ding, ding. Survey says. No, no, no. You got to right. The super diva. Quincy Elliott. I look to the left. And that makes it sound even worse. I look to the but, right. Um, God damn it. Are you actually doing the mouth stuff too? No. <laughs> Anyways, who do you got? <laughs> I, I got I got a Braun Strowman for this. Um, more than likely, uh, mainly just because, you know, like I said, better worker, been around a little bit longer, knows a little bit more moves, and probably help Owens look. Halfway, somewhat semi-decent, instead of him just, you know, stumbling, bumbling around and right. everything else, you know. Personally, I think I wish Omos could go to, like, the school of Keith Lee, you know, mm-hmm. kind of learn about how, you know, be a big dude and be able to use your body around. But, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, Braun Strowman will come back. He's going to be the one that's going to, you know, light the world on fire and stuff and do his little choo-choo train. I was trying to think of, like... Like what we did for, what was it like extreme? No, extreme rolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing the whole thing. It's like I'll pick the one with the most, you know, with the facial hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. We can actually do that too. So, all right, my put. Okay, this is my thing. As much as I want to say Braun, mm. because you know it's obvious he is the better of the workers. I have a feeling Omos is going to win due to the fact that MVP is going to interfere. I just have that feeling. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be some type of interference. There's going to be some type of shenanigans. Well, I I think there might be a possibility that it might have been overridden somehow. uh, uh, Because a little bit of a spoiler. A little bit of a spoiler. Uh, SmackDown for next week has already been pre-taped. 
Mm. And and there was an incident on SmackDown God, with Braun Strowman. But it's someone that he pissed his uh, pants. <laughs> well, let's just say, uh, well, last week on Raw, uh, Omos did a take out four guys by himself match. <laughs> so on SmackDown next week, apparently that was kind of kinky. Anyways, continue. Oh, yeah. Braun tries to one up. Bra- Braun gets goes to one up him. Five, five guys. Five and no guys. burgers or fries with that. Just five no, guys. No, 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 wow. fries. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, uh, there was a, a thing between up. him and and uh, MVP. So, so that might have outtaken him. Oh, him. gotcha. Yeah. In that case, I'm going to put my, my money on Braun for this one. All right, so the next match is the Battle of Yin and Yang, putting uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Or as we like to say, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Black Lesnar. Yep. Black Lesnar. Which, (laughs) by the way, you know, I have a feeling that Bobby Lashley is going to be on Miss Stitch's um, Mm. list for Volume Mm. 3 after going to the WWE event. He did. She did witness Almighty and all his... She she got to see his Almighty. Almighty. His glutes and his pecs and his chest and his his triceps and and his... and his deltoids, deltoids and, and his, his wristlets. <laughs> Rear <don't> deltoids. <laughs> but anyways, we already know that's going to happen. And Aphrodite was introduced to Braun Strowman. I mean, not Braun Strowman, but um, Bobby Lashley. And I think she's going to add him on there, too, along with the Usos, because we showed her all the pictures from whenever we went on, sa- on that Saturday. Mm-hmm. But anyways, starting with D. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Who do you got to win this? Um, man, it's gonna be probably like the the match I'm actually looking forward to the most, honestly. I mean, but it's also the one that doesn't have as much story. Um, well, but they I, they have the one story <clears throat> bit. Yeah, but it's like you know he made him lose his title. Yeah, it kind of popped up out of nowhere. But like, um, I've always been a big fan of both. Um, I mean, I've always told people Lesnar's probably like my number one. Uh, do so it's really hard for me to actually try to go against them in this in this case um but i do i do i do think that brock will probably end up pulling it out if i had to take a guess the only reason why i'm really hesitant about this is i don't i don't know if he expects to actually be on any of the you know shows or anything like that going forward compared to bobby i figured you would give the win to the person who's actually going to be on tv a lot more than the other guy who might be more of a part-timer. So that's, that's why it made it so difficult. But I feel given that this is kind of just like a, uh, I like to call it like a non-canon wrestling pay-per-view for what it's worth. I'd probably go with Lesnar just because it's just going to be something that's like, Oh, you know, in a far off land, he just happened to win this, but it doesn't really have any major storyline implications. Okay. Okay. All right, JJ, who do you got, Brock or Bobby? Sure. Um, so I'm familiar with both of them. And uh, I remember, you know, both of them, just the raw strength that both of them have at their disposal, very, very intimidating, um, very impressive. And I think uh, if I were to, you know, have to come to a decision on this i'd probably say i i i can see lashley pulling this one out um no particular reason uh just just think that might be how it shakes up um but i do think brock will put up a decent fight several finishers 
Right. Good stuff. <clears throat> okay. All right. So, Monkey. That's me. So, your turn. Brock versus Bobby. Who you got? I got Bobby on this one, too. Um, mainly because he does have the more continual storyline going on where, you know, obviously the the little bit of build this match has, which is, you know, Brock Lesnar coming out and making him lose his title to to Bobby Lash or to, to Seth Rollins, you know. Uh, that is the best setup of it all. And plus, this is kind of like the rubber match between the two of them. Yep. Or, or will cause the rubber match between the two of them later on down the road. Because since uh, last WrestleMania, it yeah. was uh, Brock Lesnar that beat Bobby Lashley for the world title. Yeah. And, and so this one, it'd be Bobby Lashley's comeback to get him back for, for making him lose his title. And then we'll set up for a f- future match down the road again, possibly at WrestleMania again next year yeah. between the two of them. And since, again, Brock Lesnar is the quote-unquote part-timer and he's going to get paid massive of money either way, he 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 would not mind taking the job to to Bobby Lashley because they are both obviously formidable. They both have similar backgrounds of uh, wrestling and mixed martial arts in their background. So yeah. they both have that decent standing, at least, of understanding with each other, as opposed to you know, say, uh, uh, CM Punk coming in at, at Brock Lesnar. You know, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I had to <laughs> yawn because I heard the word CM Punk. <laughs> Man, it's been a while. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that a little bit later, too. But, <clears throat> you know what? I'm going to have to give it to Bobby, too, due to the fact that this is going to set up for the potential rubber match at WrestleMania. Right. And I know that they want Brock to be part of WrestleMania because this is WrestleMania Gone Hollywood. They need the big names. And this is Triple H's first WrestleMania, like running the show officially for WWE. Officially. Yeah. Officially. officially. <laughs> oh, we did we forget the nasal part? Officially. Oh. This show. Lee. Every time he does that, it sounds like he's ready to have a like a hernia pop up. But mm. no offense to Triple H. Uh, don't sue us, Triple H, if you ever hear this podcast just saying we love you we it's all we love all of you especially big nose god damn it monkey (laughs) anyways but yeah i'm gonna give it to bobby because you know it will set up for the rubber match it will be a good event especially for wrestlemania and honestly i would say let's give it a spin for their rubber match oh man you're gonna spin i'd say let them i'd say spinning no you you know what Mm. i mean (laughs) okay i would say put it in the fight pit Put it in the fight pit. Honestly, let them slug it out in the fight pit. We saw what it did for Riddle and Seth Rollins brawl or (laughs) feud. I think putting them into a familiar territory like the fight pit. I don't want a steel cage. I don't Mm -hmm. want a hell in a cell. No, I want the fight pit. Putting them in there would be epic. It would be a good throw. Like the one AEW did when they did the, uh, uh, what the hell, Wardlow and what's his nuts? Um, M- MJF? No, 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 no. It was Sean the, Spears? No, it was, he was part of uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, the really tall looking dude, Jack Swagger. Oh, Jack Hager. Yeah, Jack Hager. Yeah. Old American American Jack Hager. I think it was him and Wardlow they did like a match, but they built like the actual cage, like a UFC one. Okay, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That match actually sucked. 
It did. Yeah, because it, it <laughs> weren't be formidable. No, I'm not saying it was great. <clears throat> it was just... Yeah. All right, so the next match, actually... Actually, no, I was about to skip one. It's really going to suck. <laughs> no, no, no. So we got the Judgment Day versus AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, the OC. OC. Orange County. So California. That's, what I, that's what I figure it means, right? That's California. what the OC means? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Original club. Eventually. Yeah. Because they can't say Bullet Club because that's trademarked by, uh, by New, New Japan. Japan. And since all three of them were part of Bullet Club at the same time, they wanted to basically kind of run off of that, but they couldn't. But yeah. yeah. So, so the club, the original club, the old club, the OC. So here we go. And <coughs> Monkey, I'm going to start with you. Oh, that's with me. Yep. Who do you got? Judgment Day versus the OC. All right. So this is the one that's kind of a, a little hit missing in here. Now, this one I can see going either way. Uh, obviously, Judgment Day needs the momentum. Yeah. But then again, so does the quote-unquote OC. Now... Uh, with how things are kind of going, I'm going to give it to Judgment Day. And my slight prediction on this one of a side slide thing is either A, the club members or the Good Brothers are going to turn their backs on AJ and leave him, or something else might happen because apparently there's a, a little uh, problem with uh, Carl Anderson right now. Or since he's the current uh, never open champion of uh, New Japan, and technically he's scheduled to have a match that same day in Japan. So, uh, and of course, if he doesn't, you know, show up for that match, he's going to get stripped of the title. But he's claiming he's not going to get stripped of the title. So we'll see what happens. But so I, I would say there's probably a good chance that he's going to sidestep it that way, and they're they're going to do that by them either betraying him or. Not showing up, or he's not going to show up. They're going to be like something happened. Blah blah blah. He got taken out by the Yakuza. Who knows? So, right. Um, yeah. So that's that's the thing, and that's why Judgment Day is probably going to take it, and because of the you just hit your head. You're all right, <laughs> Twizzle. No, I was trying to. He was trying to get over. that crack uh, team going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crack team. <clears throat> all right. Yeah, and again, the the, the push of uh, Finn Balor is supposed to be continuing on here. Yeah. So that I can see that going that way. All right. So, JJ, and I'm not sure if you're too familiar with Judgment Day. Um, you're probably more familiar with AJ Styles a little bit. And Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, not sure if you're familiar with them, but okay. who do you think would take this? That's a good question. So, uh, I'm familiar a little bit with AJ Styles um, and... The only other one that really I, I know anything about is Dominic, just because, you know. Eddie's son. I mean, sorry, Ray Mysterio's son. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hard to hard to get a read on this one, especially without knowing, you know, two-thirds of the people that are going to be involved with so, it. I guess but, I can right. give you a little kind of backstory between all of them. Um, if you look at it as AJ Styles and, and his group are all – Formerly the same group in New Japan, which is called Bullet Club. Okay. So and so they are all familiar with each other. They've been a running team for a long time, off and on when they're all together in some place. Uh, Judgment Day is obviously a little bit newer. Um, the main people being uh, Finn Balor, who was known as Prince Dev in Japan, uh, Damian Priest, who was known as Truth Martinez, 
and or Punishment Martinez. Sorry, Punishment Martinez. Punishment Martinez. Yep. And then uh, obviously Dominic Mysterio. So they were supposed to be uh, when they started that group. Edge was actually the one that started the group, and they he started it as he's taking these younger wrestlers and basically trying to get them, you know, more experience, give them a little more heads up on stuff in the wrestling business, making them better and, sh- and sharpen them. Sure. And then of course Finn Balor comes in, and then he they basically kick out, just saying, "Okay, we, we learned enough, and we don't need you no more, old man. Get out of here." So that's kind of been the off and on battling back and forth between them and. Finn Balor and AJ Styles was part of a group that was fighting them for a while at first, and then Finn Balor joined them. Okay. So, so, so Finn's with AJ now, and so Finn is with the Judgment Day now, but he was with AJ. <coughs> yeah. So, so that's why it's kind of separation. Yeah. And sure. uh, also, as a side note, Finn Balor also was in charge of Bullet Club back in the day. Also, he's the one that actually started the Bullet Club with Carl Anderson and Luke Alcindor as well. So, so he's oh, okay. familiar with all three of them. Also. Yeah. So. so so I based on that information, on that information, I I might give this to AJ's group. Okay. Um, historically, I know kind of the way that um, they'll sort of treat the more up and coming group is um, kind of give them their hard knocks mm-hmm. in the lead up to bigger pay per view events like WrestleMania. So yeah. this might be an opportunity to do that and kind of. Show them that hey, these these older guys, you know, they've got a little bit more experience. Um, they've been around longer, so they kind of still have the run of the yard. And then something else might shake up on the way, like I said, to something like WrestleMania, where you know they kind of come into their own. Yeah, yeah that's right. a good, good analogy. I like um, it. Yeah. All right, D Twizzle, Judgment Day versus the OC. Who you got? I think the OC will. Pull this one out. You know, they're fresh. They're new. You kind of have to get the chance for Judgment Day to at least appear beatable. Finn Balor won't get the pin. Um, it'll probably be Damian Priest or at least Dominic or something like that. Yeah. So um, that's the way I see it kind of turning out. I mean, like the newest thing on the, you know, on the roster and stuff like that. So I think this will, I think that'll be what will happen. So good one. So, and I mentioned this the last time that we did a predictions relating to Crown Jewel, just like a pre-predictions type deal, that I want to see the OC win, and I want to see the pen on Dominic, or even, you know, Damien, keep Finn looking good. Now, and once again, this can go either way, because what does Judgment Day have that the OC does not? Mama Rhea. Mama Rhea. Rhea Ripley. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, monkey. (laughs) Yep. So we do have to remember that the X Factor is going to be Rhea Ripley. And after what she did Monday by picking up Luke Gallows and body slamming him. That that, was hot. That that was so sexy. We're going to have to watch that clip like during the break or something. That way y'all can see that. Heard about that, yeah. Oh, hearing about it is one thing. <laughs> Watching it, just seeing her flawlessly, smoothly pick this dude up. And, and, and Luke Ellis is a pretty <clears throat> big dude. Yeah. He is what, like close he's, to 300? He's close to 300. He's about six foot nine, six foot eight, give or take-ish. So he's he's tall and mm. big both ways. So. And she Biggity. just picked him <laughs> up like Biggies. a kid and just slammed him. 
Mm. It was good God. Yes. That's all I can say. Like anyone that has a mommy fetish that always pictured being picked up like that. Watch this clip. Watch this clip. This is clip in the dark by yourself. Yeah. With lots of lotion. Clothes. It's like, Mama Ripley. It's like, Mama Ripley. Mm. Mama Mia Ripley. Oh, or, or Daddy Ripley. Aria. You know, however Aria. y'all want to call it. I mean, <laughs> she she even said, you know, if Dom wants her, to, wants her to be Mommy, she'll be Mommy. If Dom wants her to be Daddy, she'll be Daddy. It's whatever oh, Dom geez. wants. And it's whatever these thirsty-ass boys want as well. But anyways, I'm, I'm still going to stick with it going either way. Just because a both teams can benefit. Yes, with benefits. <laughs> and B, Rhea is going to be a factor in it somehow, some way. She's going to be a factor. Mm-hmm. Now, the next match we do have to talk about is the steel cage match between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. <coughs> so, are you familiar with either one of those? McIntyre sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. So I'm going to start with you, D Twizzle. McIntyre, Karrion Cross, steel cage match. And mind you, yes, Scarlett is going to be there, but she will be fully clothed because they are in Saudi Arabia. Mm, Okay, so we don't have to worry about distractions. All right, so. There'll be distractions, just not those type of distractions. Or they they might try the distraction and then we might not see Scarlett ever again. Yeah. Yeah. We see what they do over there. Yeah, but Um, go for it, Ben. I believe that McIntyre will pull this out. That's like kind of like a good, I you know, take a pin, then he'll take a pin type of thing. You know, it's their second little stipulation match. You know, and there won't be any too many funny business going on. But, you know, I, I think this will work out. They won't be like strapped like they were last time. So this is unstrapped steel <laughs> cage match. Strap on, strap off. This is a strap off. This is a strap off steel case match. It's supposed to strap on that. Two men enter, no straps, you know, but it's like. No belts. Give me your belt. Nope. You know, all of a sudden, this just reminds me that Locktober is going on in the BDSM community. And and for those that don't know anything about it, look it up yourselves. I ain't going to go into detail. But, all right, Doran, uh, D Twizzle. I was about to say your real name, but. um, We can can edit. We We can edit this, right? We ain't editing nothing. Whoa. Anyways. Stocks you, dude. But. <laughs> no, his real name is not that. His real name is Dark Cien. <laughs> that sounds like a. Sound that, like a weird, evil Disney character. Yeah, this is his villain villain origin story, if I continue to mention Quincy Elliott. Yes. It's like, and then <laughs> he just kept calling starts. it, saying he was my brother. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, never again. <laughs> All right, so your pick? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gonna be McIntyre. I think he'll come up with the win. It'll be good. It'll be a pretty decent match. Won't be too many shenanigans, but I think that he'll bounce back from that loss at Extreme Rules, and you know, I think everyone will be better for. It. And then they'll, you know, do the little. Hopefully, their last little fallout at WrestleMania or something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> JJ, your thoughts? All right. So again, uh, vaguely. Have heard of Drew McIntyre. Um, I guess I could give it to him just because it looks like this hasn't been his first rodeo with a steel cage match. So keep it simple. Simple. All right. All right. Monkey? Well, I'm going to go against the crowd on this one. 
I'm going for Karrion Cross because, again, um, the the picture that I've seen and I've heard the rumors is obviously they want to keep Karrion Cross strong as much as possible. And that's why they, quote-unquote, got him out of the number one running for the Intercontinental because if he would have gotten that, then you know there's a chance he would lose against Gunther and then that would not keep him strong. So Right. So they're probably going to keep him strong. There will probably be some kind of shenanigans on this one. Maybe a fireball gun again. Who knows? That might not work. Maybe they'll just actually use real fire fire sticks that were in the crowd. Who knows? Yeah. Because it is Saudi Arabia, so who knows what's going to be out there. Uh, hopefully not a vest. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah. Uh, the, I will say, even though it is in a steel cage, obviously that does not stop, quote-unquote, Outside interference from not, from not happening, so there will be a point where 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 will probably get involved somehow that will keep Karen Cross winning on this match, and then building up to another <clears throat> match between them until either a they somehow get out of the loop of them fighting each other, or Drew McIntyre comes back with an actual win over him, and then Karen Cross basically just says, "Oh, I'm done messing with you. I don't care about you anymore." So my thought is. I think they're going to try to do that best series of three thing, mm-hmm. honestly. So, because <clears throat> it would make sense yeah. to have Drew go over, because the thing is, if you don't have Drew go over, then this is just going to put him in the mid card. Sure. And you don't want that for someone of Drew's caliber. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he's helping Karrion be a threat, but... At some point, Carrion still needs to lose, but yet lose in a way that makes him look strong. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Drew. And yeah, there's going to be some outside interference, but ultimately I'm going to give it to Drew. And this is under the pretense of, well, Drew needed a steel cage match to beat him. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes Drew look strong still because it puts Carrion as a threat. And more so, Scarlet as a threat. Oh, she's a threat, all right. Very thready. Very thready. Mind you, we still love you, Lisa. So, <coughs> but anyways, the next match that we have to talk about, and this is one of two added matches, being the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match: the Usos versus Butch and Ridge Hodlin, two thirds of the Brawling Brutes. My God, this is going to be an awesome match. It is, it's it's a it's a run back match, but as a quick side note, there is a reasoning why uh, they did the quote unquote injury angle with with Sheamus the, last week, right? Which is uh, he he was actually getting married this weekend, so that's why he wasn't on. What? Yeah, he got married. Sheamus got married. So so no Who more Irish. Married to uh, some some random chick. I don't that know. Was like random, that was like I thought it was like some Liv Morgan. Or... He just said, like, I'm just going to get married. I don't know who this girl is. I just married her. I found her. No, Liv Morgan is dating Bo Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw him on uh, whatchamacallit that they had some YouTube thing when they were, like, working out. Seamus and... Oh, the Celtic warrior. His his, uh, Celtic... uh, Oh, okay. That was, like, a TV... Okay. So he's got his, like, Celtic workout thing. Yeah, it's the... I think um, I've seen one of those. mm -hmm. Yeah. They're actually pretty interesting because... You know, um, it, it shows more of his personality, which I enjoy. He's uh, Isabella Rivella, so no clue who she's. But that's she's who, Italian. Uh, yeah, Italian-ish. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm still happy for the man. 
Yeah, she's, a, she's a good-looking woman. Is it Bella Ravella? Yep. Really? Rivella. Like, yes. on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I would give her a 9. I mean, yeah. Seamus, you lucky dog, you. She, she likes that paciness, I guess, you know? That mm. blinding light. Red-headed. She's like, you keep me in here. You keep me in the picture. You're my perfect backdrop. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JJ. Who do you got between? Oh wait, 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 monkey. What? Oh hey, me. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, your prediction. Who do you think is going to win? Okay. Well, obviously, um, they they're, they're going to try to keep going with the Usos. I want to say, and I'm actually surprised that Jimmy Uso is going to be able to make this trip. Um, but yeah, you know, miracles do happen. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy Uso has some 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 legal issues right now, so yeah, usually isn't allowed to travel very much anywhere. But uh, yeah, so I'm giving it to the Usos because of the fact that you know they're going to try to keep them going to break the New Day's uh, record of longest reigning tag team champions. If not, they're going to get um, basically up to the point of where they're almost tied with them, and then they're probably going to have a match between them too. Yeah, and that will determine who is the longest undisputed tag team champions of the world. Yeah. <coughs> All right, JJ. Your thoughts. Who do you think is going to win between the Usos and the Brawling Brutes? All right. Well, if it's a title match, who currently has the title? The Usos. Usos? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I guess just looking at kind of the, the matchup briefly here. Again, not overly familiar with either group. but um, uh, You're familiar with Rikishi from? Yes. The Usos are his sons. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a little bit slimmer than him, but they 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 are his son. So okay, yeah. So, no, so. I mean they must be, you know, the reigning champs for a reason. <clears throat> I feel like they'll probably have a, a decent showing, and you know, all things considered, I'd say they probably have a pretty substantial chance at maintaining. Right. So your pick, Usos. Yeah. All right, D Twizzle, your turn. All right, I think that this one will be. Um, another Usos victory because they are running this bloodline thing until the wheels fall off, and, and until Jay starts feeling more oozy. <laughs> we'll get into that later too. Anyways, but yeah, no, I think yeah, like some of these are just gonna be right on the walls. I don't really predict there to be any title changes for something like this. This really wouldn't be the event for them to do it. This is just more of. Honestly, the crown jewel, in my opinion, is more of like a glorified Saturday main event type of thing. Except it's just an international Saturday main event. Where they get paid a lot, lot more to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you're taking the Usos. Taking the Usos. So I'm going to agree with all y'all. The Usos are not going to change titles. Now, I do have a feeling at least one title may may change hands and it's actually the next match we're going to discuss which is the raw women's championship last man standing match between bianca belair who is the reigning defending champion versus bailey the uber karen yes i just had to throw that in there uber karen come on that haircut every time you see her it's that bob but it's getting bigger like a predator crown Mm -hmm. so (laughs) All right, so oh, yeah, she does look like a Karen, <laughs> but you know, and seeing her in person, I mean, don't get me wrong, she's hot. Mm. She, she's been eating them bootios. Oh, goddamn! So yeah. you don't pee booty. <laughs> Oof. Sorry, I wonder. Okay, not not to sound like a complete, you know, pig here. I wonder yeah. if you smack her ass, does it 
jiggle or does it have like that nice firmness to it? You know what? I'm going to go with the firm. That, that's something we need to. We'll I, discuss I that next Sunday. In future episodes. Yeah. Tune we'll in discuss in. that next Sunday. Hey, get your crack research team on that right now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the physics of Bailey's booty. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are we going to do that as an episode? Are we going to be that type of cringy show? Yes. Yes, we are. No, we're not. That's next week. No. But yes, yes, we are. We're not going to be that damn cringy. Same, we're not. Same mass. Same. Yeah, the, the, the mass of the ass <laughs> plus the force of nature of the smack. The, the circumference, <laughs> the three point one four pi <clears throat> to the seventh power. I like that pi. Wait, you what? know, in that case, folks, I'm just going to apologize for this small segment. I, Your I, small I, segment. I will show you a segment. Yeah, oh definitely not a small segment. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, JJ, who do you have for this match? I don't see a reason not to agree with your analysis. Um, you know, I, I was kind of anticipating at least one title exchanging hands, and, and I think this would be a, probably a, you know, as good a, an opportunity as any of the other ones. And yeah. you know, If she's causing trouble, that's you know, a good opportunity to uh, you know, build up to even more drama back on the regularly scheduled programming. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, D-Twizzle? Let's see. No, it's going to be another. I think Bianca's going to retain, which is, which is weird because, I mean, they're not. I'm, it's like they don't want to exchange it during, um, you know, I don't think a raw thing. I think it when they do switch it, it will be um, during a uh, pay-per-view. But, you know, part of me, now that I, I guess I heard rumors about um, Charlotte's supposed to be coming back, I think, from injury or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but she'd be on SmackDown, so she'd oh, probably she be going wouldn't. after Ronda. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I thought there was going to be like a triple threat thing. But no, no. Uh, okay. So, fact, has Charlotte even worked a crown jewel before? I don't I think she has. I don't think she has. It's been... Bailey has, Bianca has, um, Shayna has, Natalia has. No, I don't think Bianca has. It was... Yeah, Bianca worked one. Or was it Sasha? It was Sasha. Cause yeah, it Sasha. Was, it was um, Alessa Bliss and I think Bailey were... Or Alessa Bliss and Natalia. And I think it was Bailey and Sasha on one of them. And I know Leah, um, Lita worked one. Yeah, she she was there kind of ish. That was the Lita versus Sasha Banks match. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that was last year. So yeah, I think I don't think Bianca Belair has worked one before. Okay, so this is her first one. Yeah. And then also, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, but I mean, I guess you can say Lana worked one kind of ish. Yeah, we don't mention that. It's surprising she didn't get killed, but <clears throat> yeah, we don't we don't mention that. Not the point. Yeah, but anyways, D Twizzle, you're saying that Bianca's going to take it. Yeah, Bianca will take it. She will retain. I don't see her dropping the belt in Crown Jewel whatsoever. It will be a good match. I mean, everything based off of how the ladder match and stuff like that went, uh, it should be good. And this is what their second pay-per-view match? Yeah. Technically third if you want to count uh, Clash at the Castle because that would be their First, rip like encounter since Bailey's oh, been yeah. back. Yeah, technically it would be the third. Yeah, but if you want to look at before Bailey's injuries, I mean they've had two or three matches oh, yeah. prior mm-hmm. to Bailey being injured. So, okay, okay, monkey. 
I'm going to go with Bailey on this one because uh, for, for three reasons. One, uh, obviously it's a last person standing, last man standing, last woman standing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, again, at this point it becomes under the uh, lazy booking rules of uh, no DQ, no count outs. Yep. Which then means that the uh, damage control will, will come into it. Yep. Uh, second reasoning is uh, this is technically their quote-unquote third match with each other. And um, as I said before, uh, the baby face chasing the title usually equals more buys than the baby face maintaining the title. So them trying to get the title back from Bailey, you know, the the whole, oh, you, you, you got one over on me because you cheated, but now I'm coming after you. That leads up to a better story than I, I've beaten you. I'm going to keep beating you. Uh, you can keep cheating all you want, but you're never going to beat me ever. Doesn't yeah. lead to a good story. <clears throat> last man standing matches; those are by countout only, right? Like uh, last man standing is essentially they, they, they have to not be able to get back up, get up. from. from yeah. So I could, I count. could even see some shenanigans where she puts yeah. something yeah. on top of her that she's not able. Yeah. to And that's roll what's off. happened multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what happened to Brock, Brock Lesnar. Right? Yeah, where they yeah. put like the table and everything else on top and stop them getting up. And then we also have to think the damage control. Yep, because yeah, they can all just kind of dogpile her and just. Make sure she can't get up. So yeah, and so. then the third thing with this would be, um, it would be another quote unquote first for women in Saudi Arabia, which is the first women's title change. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because again, this is still a new thing that women doing any kind of quote unquote combat sports in Saudi Arabia is still very very taboo and down on the downloads. So they're not pushing as hard. So this would be another first thing for them, and this will make it at least in Bianca Belair's. You know, respect that she'll be part of the history of being the first woman to lose a title in Saudi Arabia, but you know, it's still a big thing that she is in that record as being someone that was part of a, a worldwide event that happened. Yeah. So I'm actually going to give it to Bailey as well because, you know, it would be a first in Saudi. Also, this is considered the third match. I mean, Bianca got the first two. Yeah. So I'm going to pick Bailey. I know that there's going to be stuff relating to damage control, so Bailey's going to be my pick. Unfortunately, I'll hail the Uber Karen. Mm-hmm. All right, so the final match, <clears throat> the main event, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. I think we can all agree that Roman Reigns is going to win this one. Mm. I mean, honestly, if somehow they did a title change on here and put Logan Paul as the champion, it would piss off so many people. I mean, I'm, I'd probably even watch it. Even, I probably wouldn't even watch the show less than what I do now. The fact that he's even in the title match is what irks me. So, I'm, and Monkey can agree with me on yeah. this. It's mainly due to the fact of his popularity. Mm-hmm. In Saudi Arabia. Well, it's his popular, just plain and simple. Yeah. And because he's so popular, obviously any quote-unquote actual pay-per-view buys that would happen is, you know, more eyes on it. And again, with the Saudi government wanting to try to make themselves look as appealing to everyone as possible. Yeah, you know, especially after everything else that they've done. I don't know what you're talking about. Never, never happened. Exactly. Never, no, never, no, I don't know nothing. Here's the rug. Oh. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, continue. But yeah, uh, again, that has always been the current Saudi Prince's actual main thing is he wants as much eyes on this as possible to mm. show them how great Saudi Arabia is. And that's also the reason why with his his fandom wrestling, he he when he first started booking wanting the, the matches to show up in Saudi Arabia, 
he requested a lot of the early 90s, late 80s wrestlers. Even some that weren't even alive anymore, like Yokozuna and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of dead right now. But oh. I'm paying you all this money. You should bring them anyways. Oh, no. Bring their graveyard. I don't think you know how this works. <laughs> We're not talking about in character. They're dead. No, we're dead, dead. You know, like, 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 like Mr. Khashoggi. <laughs> anyways, <clears throat> but anyways, uh, overall, yeah, we know that this is going to be an interesting pay per view. Yeah, is it a glorified Saturday main event? Yeah. But also at the same time, we know if we had the opportunity to go there and get paid an ass ton of money, we would not hesitate because, good Lord, that sets you up for a good bit, honestly, with how much you'd be making from that. And it isn't from WWE. It's from the Saudi government's paying them. That that is a massive amount that they get paid for it. And, yeah, uh, there are some who, who have those, I guess you can call them moral high grounds that they're taking on why they won't go to them. But, you know. Like uh, obviously, uh, Sami Zayn won't be there because yeah, he's his ancestry's from Syria, and as we all know, Syrians and Arabians uh, don't, don't yeah. do it very very well. Um, and then there's you know obviously Kevin Owens, who's good friends with with Sami Zayn, so yeah. that's the reason why he won't do it. And then there's some that who weren't allowed to even go at all, like uh, Malachi Black, because uh, apparently some of his tattoos were symbolistic of something that was not very. Um, Let's say uh, very appropriate in, in in Saudi Arabia, so he, he wasn't yeah. allowed to compete unless he was fully covered, and that wouldn't work for him. Yeah. So I think we're going to take a small little break, and when we come back, we're going to review "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared" uh-huh. and talk about some of those old traditions that we've had for Halloween whenever we were kids. Now, granted, some of these things that we're going to discuss will probably really enact the Alley Simple Clause. So we already did that it. earlier. Well, yeah. And also, before we go on break, we do have to take one sweet, sweet moment to thank our Lord and Savior. Jesus. Uh (laughs) Oh, sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit. Sorry. As you were. We are talking about the master of Mountiful Jubilees. Mm -hmm. We are talking about the Sultan of Sexy Time. Yes. We are talking about the Titan of Tetes, Axel Braun. Oh, yeah. We shall always revere in your name. Amen. Thank you, Axel Braun. Thank you, Axel Braun. Uh, thank, thank you, Axel Braun. Thank you, Axel Braun. Yes! And we got the new bleed to say it. All right, we're going to take our small little break and we'll be back. But before that, where can they talk to us at? Of course, because I do have to drop it in. Remember, you can always find me on my Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and a logical madness. You can email me at Cheshire's, uh, sorry, Cheshire looking glass at gmail.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. We will be right back.
we are back. It was a very quick break, but welcome back to Cheshire's Place of Looking Glass and Logical Madness. I am your host, Mr. Cheshire, along with Monkey. That's me. JJ Walkies. Hello. And D Twizzle. I'm here too. <laughs> we are here. <clears throat> so, it is time that we discuss a little bit of this show that D Twizzle brought up and... Well, before that, I have one quick little add-on of information. Oh, here. yes, oh. yes, please do. Please I do. forgot to, to mention earlier. Um, uh, it it uh, refers to one of our FOCs, as I like to call them, friends of the channel, and that would be uh, Mr. Winston Roundtree. Uh, he announced on his YouTube channel with a nice little video a available product to purchase up until the 17th of November, which is a plushie of... His subnormality character of the Sphinx or the Manning Sphinx that is available to be purchased through his website deal there. So check it out. Support Winston because he is an awesome guy who puts out awesome content. And, you know, uh, he's definitely deserving of, of the love from everyone from Internet Wonderland. Definitely. He is definitely a major friend of the show. And... Y'all, if y'all haven't seen any of his material, you definitely need to watch it. You can uh, you can always find it on what on um, YouTube. You can find it on his website. Yep, and he's got uh, his his comic, the Southern Normality, his uh, web series, uh, people watching. Yep, and of course his his awesome uh, novel of Finding Jesus, which is great. Um, it's essentially, <laughs> World's Waldo, but with Jesus instead of Waldo. So, yep, and as he mentioned before, we we could have had an awesome, you know. Uh, uh, what's it called the promotional team mm-hmm. thing of you know have you found Jesus yet? <laughs> well, he's available in this book. Look for him. Yep. So, gentlemen, <clears throat> don't hug me. I'm scared. Aha, that's that's me now, normally. <laughs> yeah. So this is a show that has roots in YouTube. It is a British-made show. Um, it's very interesting, to say the least, and. What I mean by interesting, it is a goddamn acid trip. Fever dream. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fever it, it, it's just nuts. <laughs> and we already know that Matt Pat covered the ideology of the show in a couple episodes on Film Theory. Shout out to Matt Pat and the entire Game Theory crew for everything that they do with their three channels being Game Theory, Film Theory, and Food Theory. Which I need to start catching up on those too myself. No, they're pretty good. They really are. But uh, okay, so we watched an episode of this. Yes. And granted, D Twizzle has watched damn near every episode of this. Twice, maybe three times. Wow. This would be my second or third on some of these episodes. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering what the hell did they smoke to create this show? Like, I'm watching it, and... I, I think maybe one of the... I don't know if this was something that was out well before they started making any of it, but um, it's very reminiscent of the same style of uh, storytelling as How to Basic. Yep. Yep. It really is. So, we're not going to dive too much into it, but I just want y'all's thoughts on it. And, Detwas, I'm going to start <laughs> with you because you brought this up. Yeah, no, so... I mean, so this, so how this all even came about um, was like, I think like back in like 2016, actually, a friend of mine, uh, I was over at his house and I don't know, it was like late night. We were like hanging out and he had 
you know, told us about this show called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. So I'm like, I don't know what this is. So me and a couple other folks were like, I'm like watching this for like the first time, watching like the creative episode. And I'm like, all right, it seems like relatively kitty. And then it like, you know, goes off on this little trip thing and it just blew my mind. And then found out there was even more of this stuff. And it just, for whatever reason, just stuck with me. For like years and years on it end. sucked you in. Like yeah. A, like a bist. Just like. It's because it's you just didn't know what was going to happen or what way. And, you know, the animation styles and like the puppetry behind it. Because, I don't know, I've always been kind of like a big like puppet person. Like I grew up, I was like a PBS kid. <laughs> so, you know, they had like, you know, uh, Barney, Sesame Street, Puzzle Place. You know, anything that had like a, you know, puppet thing. I was like hooked onto it. So to see it in this type of um, medium was different, especially for it being more adult. Uh, there's a lot more um, like grown themes, you know, each each episode, you know, one talking about creativity. You have one talking about, you know, love, time. Um, I think <clears throat> I'm trying to think of like the other the other two things. One's like the Internet and things, but they all have these different themes. And then you just see how it connects and then you dive deeper into like these different stories and backgrounds for all this stuff and you know so I've been kind of like a big fan ever since then and then you know I'm like man I want to be able to you know watch more of these and stuff and so they had recently came out um they made more of like an actual tv show so it's actually like a 20 20 minute show that's a lot more like extensive Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's still it's not as quick as the web ones but the the 20 minute ones are unique in their own sense because you get to learn more about these characters and are actually able to build kind of like a a, a different type of like overarching theme and you get to know more about who these people are you put them in like different environments you know there's like there's like one where they actually put them like out in like the real world. So you have those same three characters, but they're like in this like dumpster, you know, um, like trash heap pit thing. And, you know, even with like the, uh, the other new characters that they introduce changes everything. The dynamic is just amazing. And it's just like, just kudos to like amazing work that they do. All right, JJ, what are your thoughts about this show? I mean, I, I enjoy it. Uh, my introduction to it was was watching the film theory episode about it. And and it's kind of interesting, you know, coming from sort of that um, way of, of learning about the stuff because I wasn't so good about always um, watching whatever they were talking about before, you know, going through the whole video that, that he has. So, you know, from from, you know, sort of that perspective it's not exactly the the best way to be introduced sort of like d twizzles because um you're not being allowed the opportunity to kind of come up with your own you know firsthand perspective of you know the the material uh but all the same i'm i'm glad that they covered it because otherwise i wouldn't even know that this thing existed and you know for uh some of the other you know, shows and, and things that I've watched over the years, I think stuff that can be thought provoking mm-hmm. in a short amount of time 
and still, you know, have things where they don't necessarily answer all of your questions, but they do have some level of, um, some level of re- resolution, I guess, when you're when right. done. It, it um, gives you like a feel of what's going on. It's like, ah, and here's this, but it's like, it didn't really fully explain everything. It right. just gave you, this is. It gave you enough to make you ponder. Yeah. Yep. So like, you can watch the show, see what they've got currently, kind of get a feel for what what's going on, um, learn some you know interesting things, maybe get a little weirded out by what's what's on the show. And um, I guess if Lilith were to watch something like this, she'd probably say, "I need to watch something after that before going to bed, so that yeah, that's not the last thing in my head." <laughs> but um, all the same. I, I really enjoy it. I like what they did. Um, I'm glad to see that they're going to be continuing it in yeah. you know whatever kind of form that that's coming up. And right. uh, and you haven't seen the the newer ones, right? I I've seen I guess the fly. I, I just took a look at the uh, the list of videos that they've got up, and I think that's the one where they kind of used to announce the what they were going to be making, but I, I think yeah, the, the, the fly one, the like 22nd one, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. 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 The, I have to show you the, the 20 minute ones. It's a totally, well, it's a cool format, but you'd have to see it and then it'll, it'll, it'll all make more sense. Okay. Monkey, what do you think about this? Well, I, I, I got it thrust upon me here earlier today. So, <laughs> and, and I, I took the, uh, the MC Chris route of, of not seeing the original stuff, I just went straight into the middle somewhere. So you know, like Kingdom Hearts two, but not playing Kingdom Hearts one. Um, so I'm watching it, and yeah, it's got that weird feel to it. Um, it does have that like mind-boggling portion of it, but then it's also kind of like mind-numbing at the same time. So it's like you're you're trying, you're you're engaged, but you're trying, but it makes you kind of zone out as well. Right. So it's like. It's very intriguing, and much like you said earlier, it's like the first concept that came to my head was like they had something really good when they started making this, but where it went from there, who knows? Um, but and again, I, I've seen other things that are, that go way off the rails even more so than that does. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's still it's very interesting, um, entertaining. Um, now, from what I've heard about some of their what they're planning to do with some of the newer stuff kind of makes me feel a little iffy about wanting to see the newer stuff because, uh, again, much like uh, we try to be here on, on the show, we want to kind of stay apolitical, but and that's that's the best way to go with anything, I, I think, personally, because you don't want to chop off half of an audience just because they don't share the same ideological views as you. But it's still, you know, pretty interesting and entertaining looking. Uh but to, to watch more of it, to get more of a feel of it, would be probably necessary to get a good feel of it for myself. And it's like almost any other show. You watch one episode, okay, it'll draw you in a little bit. But to get the full feel, whether you really, really want to keep engaged in it, probably got to watch at least a good two or three episodes of it. Yeah, yeah, because each one's different. Yeah. And just, you know, when... And some of them sometimes don't even go off like crazy rails. Mm-hmm. Like the... The love episode is interesting <clears throat> just because of the things that they are alluding to, mm-hmm. you know, and just before really, you know, it takes you close to that edge and then it just yeah. kind of pulls you back a little bit. 
because as you're watching yeah, it, a left turn. That yeah, it, it's <laughs> like you you start picking up on some of the things that they're mentioning, and you start piecing in different things, mm-hmm. and you're thinking that it's going to go all right. All right, here's the point where like, and then it's like snap, and then it like kind of brings it back down, which is interesting in a sense because you're you're anticipating something to go crazy or they're alluding to it but the fact that they're actually have enough self-control to be able to you know kind of pull you back and just let you get close to the edge is unique and at least that's like with that episode but with the with the newer stuff that it came out with it's i think it, it kind of helps because it isn't like you're not it's not going to like throw you a whole bunch of stuff all at once right. it kind of gets you up to that point and it feels a little bit more natural compared to like making like a three to four minute thing where you have to kind of speed it up. Right. So, yeah. so my overall thought about it <clears throat> as crazy as this show is, mm-hmm. and we can all agree it's crazy. Yes. Very crazy. It's very methodical in its approach on the themes and the topics that they are putting out there. Also, it's very subliminal. If you really want to think about it, it's very subliminal because it's making you think. You know, and it almost reminds me of Salad Fingers a little bit because yeah. Salad Fingers did the same thing. It made you think about these characters and what their design is and how they interact in this world. And, you know, there's just a lot to it. So this really makes me think they were on some damn good shit whenever they were coming up with this show. Granted, maybe they weren't on anything. Maybe this is just their machinations of being sober. Like mine. Yeah. I doubt it, though, because, good <laughs> Lord, coming up with, like, like talking about healthy foods and all of a sudden it goes into cannibalism. <laughs> that makes you wonder what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. I said it's a normal mindset that mm, healthy foods can be healthier. True organics, actual food of the same people. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> you are what you eat. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. That, that's what it is. You are what you eat. Now, granted, is it my cup of tea? Eh, eh, not so much. But I can appreciate the work that they did put into it. I can appreciate that. And I can appreciate what they're doing. Am I going to sit down and binge it? Mm, not so much. But I do appreciate the work. And just for them coming out with new episodes and expanding on it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, it may take more of a political overtone, you know, with the new stuff. And actually, to your point, um, so they, they made like this little like initial episode. It was called Clay Hill, where they were kind of like alluding to... Um, Kind of like Big Brother security and things like that, 1984 yeah. type of things. But uh, not too long after they kind of did that, they actually ended up scrapping it and ended up kind of more so going in a totally different direction. Watching, if you do get a chance, I, I would highly recommend at least watch one of the um, newer episodes. You'll probably be able to see what I'm referring to because when you're Watching it, they they definitely made a uh, about face with going that direction, and they decided to make this a more kind of more of like an esoteric thing. There's still like themes, like I think they do one about um, it was like this one on work. There is one about travel. 
And there's, uh, I think there's one that basically in, involves about like self-help or things like that. And another one that talks about electricity. So different themes, different concepts, but because it's a longer format, um, they actually do a pretty good job of actually trying to kind of steer clear with that. They kind of, what they essentially end up doing, trying to make more of like a universe within the, within the show. So it makes like a mystery. So you're, so they decided to make that be the thing compared to maybe, you know, taking like the low hanging fruit. Right. You know? Okay. I'll, I'll give a few of the episodes a shot, but anyways, Gentlemen, I think we can all agree that this is a very interesting show. Yes. It is. And Speaking of interesting, <laughs> uh, did, did JJ get finish on his research on Axel Braun? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good. All right. Now you understand why we always say thank you, Axel Braun. There you yes. go. Because Worldwide director. Very known. Very awesome. And he's very a geek geeky. like us. He is 100% geek with all the wonderful... Um, Works that he's put out. Very wonderful. <laughs> very worky. Yep. Very. All right. So, gentlemen, we know that Halloween is coming up. Yes. And, you know, it's time to think back about some of the stuff that we used to do as kids. Mm-hmm. Like some of the memories past, you know, either it's traditions with family that we did or like remembering different costumes we wore even like the style of costumes, because those completely evolved. We can even start with that because who remembers like the PVC plastic costumes you'd have to put on with like the pl- high tech ones you get from Kmart. Yeah. Those As to home with, with the mask that would actually cut you if you don't wear it the right way. Who remembers those? Oh yeah. High tech. I don't know. I don't think I had anything like that. I, you I were think- lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess Young we, I, we I don't remember side of wearing a lot that uh, had like those kinds of masks. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly like what I wore, more or less. Um, some of the earlier ones that I had were like fabric, like Batman and Robin. Yeah, um, Beetlejuice. Nice. That one was you know mostly makeup. Didn't have any prosthetics <laughs> or you know. Masks that had to go with it. Um, what were some of the other ones when I was still, I guess, young enough that the reason I was dressing up was to go get candy? Um, what are you talking about every day? That's even now. I even dress up to go get candy. Oh, I don't yeah. dress they up to get candy. They tell me, go away, you crazy just, old I man. go get candy. <laughs> or you do the thing with the guy where he gets like the, the little ghosts and it's like they're, 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 they're scared to talk. And like, oh, okay. All right, thanks. All right. So, like, one of the costumes I remember wearing was the cheap, plasticky Superman one that they had in, like, Mm. 84, 85 with the mask, and it was just a face mask, and, and like, the entire thing was pretty much, like, the high-tech PVC plastic material with with the same type of cape, and honestly, like, looking back at some of the costumes I wore... Those things would tear whenever you're taking like three steps forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but good lord, those things would probably protect you from a bullet because of the material. Okay, a very loose bullet, but you know, made of plastic, maybe. Yeah, but they were just very soft. Yeah, they they were just quick. They were just quickly mass produced, plasticky, 
Man, I wonder if I can find a picture of the, of of one. They, they probably don't make them anymore because of you know the the uh, you know the whole eco thing now with it. You know, plastics yeah. take too long to break down, and you have a nice big giant mound of plastic for the next like three billion years. And then, right. And then on the other side of that, there's you know all of the cosplayers that are using EVA foam. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that you can kind of just melt down. Like there we go. <laughs> And then just uh, scrub it some and remold it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I actually found a picture. Oh, God, he found a picture. I found a picture. Oh, my God. It was not me. I did not do it. No proof. Like, Photoshop. like I'm going to show this to JJ and D Twizzle because there, there I go. want y'all to understand how bad these costumes were. So... If you take a look, it's like a plastic bodysuit with a plastic mask. Yeah. That's all it was. Essentially, oh, wow. it's like you're wearing like a yeah. Like I remember a those giant yeah. knockoff costume. I remember somebody that I knew wore like one of the scream ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the first year that that came out. <laughs> I remember, you know, probably a few of the different like other Star Wars ones that people oh. would wear. Oh my god, Star they Wars actually have a vintage one. That you can buy from Etsy. Oh God! Oh, um, and it, oh, this is nostalgia. This is nostalgia, and it's a Smurfette one. Oh my! Oh wow! Oh my God! Did you go full body paint? Uh, no, it's. Ah. <laughs> so this is what it looks like. Now, okay. Yeah. Now, granted, none of y'all can see what this thing looks like, and it. it <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah it, that's, that's old school. That's yeah, it is. It's rough. Oh, they also have a He-Man one for $135. Okay, I don't have $135. Oh <laughs> and they have the adult classic Batman one, like the Super Friends version of Batman. Oh, okay. And they have a vintage Raggedy Ann. Oh, they actually have the Superman one I wore. Nice. Oh, my. Oh, wow. This is nostalgic. This is actually showing our ages here. We're old. Very old. Well, yeah. Damn kids, get off my lawn! <laughs> and they sell—they're selling at Spirit Halloween. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh my God! Yep. Yep. That, that doesn't look like. Nope, that's not Superman. That's not Superman. Oh God! Damn. That's definitely not Superman. Okay, here we go. <laughs> now we're there. Oh yeah. Oh. But the okay. one I wore was actually more of a full-on bodysuit. It's like a just a slip oh, thing the big with muscles the, and not no, no, it muscles. wasn't the muscles. It was no, just we didn't have those back in our day. Oh, all it right. was was just the plastic, and it just looked like Superman's outfit. But you're wearing a trash can version of it with the cape, literally made in that trash mask. Bag. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so just seeing these, oh, they even got one for the Fonz from Happy Days. Nice. That one is one hundred twenty-nine dollars on eBay. I'll show you eBay. Uh, strawberry shortcake. So th- there's a lot of them that they, oh, they even have the Mumron one. Nice. From Thundercats, but I'm not spending $375 on this shit. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah, no, I, I can't. I can't. It's tempting. Tempting. I mean, put it on the wall right here. I mean, yep. I do need some more artwork or more Funko Pops. I need more Funko Pops. You get more. I don't have enough. I need more. I need. You're the one with almost three thousand of them. Give or take. Still though. But anyways, so starting with you, JJ. What are some of the things that you and your family used to do for Halloween? Yeah, uh, basically, just going to 
going trick and tr- trick or treating in you know small town USA and and uh, I'm I'm trying to think what kind of candies I'd usually be looking forward to. Um, I think kind of the more like caramely ones. Mm-hmm. Those ones usually had some some you know chew to them, so they wouldn't they they they, they, w- they had a little bit more uh, substance to them than than yeah. some of the ones that were just crunch. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, did that pretty much every year that, you know, I was age appropriate to be trick or treating and age appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't one of those guys that like still as like a senior in high school went, went out trick or treating saying, give me candy. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just telling that. you now kids <laughs> that would rather go trick or treating as opposed to going to some type of party and doing something stupid. Honestly, I have to commend them because they're actually doing something, A, that they enjoy, mm. and B, they know it's going to keep them safe. Yeah. I'd rather see teenagers trick-or-treating than going to a party, getting drunk, making bad decisions. Or, or just being a, a general, you know, douche and, and you know. I, yeah. think, I think when I got older, I, I just stayed at home and watched <laughs> movies or something, but. Yeah, yeah. All right. D-Twizzle, what were some of the things that you did? Um, well, that's the funny thing. As a kid, um, I don't know. A lot of things were kind of hit and miss. I mean, I don't know if I really dressed up a lot. Honestly, once I became an, like, the one thing that did stood out, though, was, um, what did I do? I dressed up as, I did, like, this weird, made this weird, like, Japanese, like, case of boogie little Kabuki. mask. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I wore, like, some... You know, black little robe thing. And I, you know, went to high school like that. And that was cool. You know, um, <clears throat> that wasn't even a holiday costume. That was just you going to school normally. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, how you doing? Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm that kid. <laughs> uh, and then, but you know what's so weird? Like, as an adult, though, that's when things kind of change. I don't know what happened, but I ended up getting more, like, into, like, dressing up and stuff. Um, it's called theater. It's called role play. Wait, I what? mean, the most involved costume I think I had was just a few years ago. I went as uh, Ross from Friends. Mm, I nice. went as Spudnik. <laughs> it, that that costume. So mm. that took me, I don't know how many hours to build. Wow. Yeah, like when I was over in um, Turkey, we, you know, we did Halloween and I dressed up as this guy. Uh, dressed up as Chef from South nice. Park. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's, it was something I wanted to do to be. Like creative, right? So hey, I go kids, I know, right? Hello, so it's like, right? Hello there, you know. I wanted to go behind like at the uh, chow hall to be able to serve behind, the, <laughs> but I don't think they would let like, me do me. that. <laughs> They're like, "Hello there, children." And you're like, "Hey, chef." You're like, "Why are you feeling today? Bad? Why bad?" <laughs> oh no, kids. You're like, "How do you make women like you?" Like, "Well, that's easy. You just have to find." The <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta find the clitoris. The what? The what? Like, so, uh, like, never mind. Oh, like, never mind. Like, Whoops. Move along, kids. <laughs> Wow. And then, uh, what, back in, like, 2019, I tried to dress up as this weird, like, Scottish-slash-Rastafarian-looking um, freaking... Dude, it dude. looks like you're ready to go to an emo oh, wow. concert. Emo concert-slash-rock concert-slash-Scottish... You're, you're ready to go to something. And that, that does kind of remind me of... <laughs> 
That right. that like honestly, even though it's an all black costume, that is a very loud costume, man. Super loud. But you know what? That's but, a for effort but, for pulling that off. But here's the funny thing: I actually got an award that day, and like I had to be <laughs> accepted the award in my costume. So. Oh my <laughs> god, man! That I was just like, I was like, oh no. That, that- I, Costume reminds me of one that I, I had in college. I've got to try and find if there's still photographic evidence of it. <laughs> we tried to scrub the owner of it, but uh, yeah. there might be yeah. some There's a picture, <laughs> and I'm not going to mention where it's located, but mm-hmm. I'll show them. Strip club? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody dresses Tinder. up oh. and dresses down. <laughs> hey, whatever oh, works. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, my. Birthday but, suit. You know, while, while JJ is looking for the picture, Monkey, what were some of the things that you did? Well, um, as I, uh, I think I said this before, but I, I was a military brat when I was younger, so we, we did pop around back all over the place to different air bases and whatnot, so we would do the uh, the trick-or-treating on base usually, so ni- nice, easy area, usually not, not too many problems out there, um, and being of uh, Filipino descent, um, we, we, we have a little bit more of a go with a kind of a homemade costume than a buying store costumes. And that's a, a kind of a, a gaffe that was talked about by a Filipino comedian named Rex Navaretti, mm-hmm. who, who talks about his, uh, experience trick or treating when he was little and him wanting to go with Han Solo, but cause you know, they didn't have a lot of money that. That they they couldn't buy the the high tech costumes from Kmart, hmm. so so he would get his, his grandmother basically made all the costumes, and it was basically repurposed uh, clothing and whatnot that they had from before. So uh, yeah, my my running around doing Halloween uh, uh, was one year where oh, when I was really really little, um, I was dressed up as a pumpkin, which fit perfectly because I was about the same roundness anyways <laughs> as one. Um, but then. Uh, so one of my favorite costumes I probably did and I pulled off was uh, as a fan of that day and age when I was little. I was a big fan of Mr. T, so I went as Mr. T for for Halloween. Had the the, the cover the overalls and and the shirt and and the the chains. Oh yeah, and the mohawk. I was rocking it. <laughs> I was the wisest nice. Mr. T you ever saw, but you know it it it, it was awesome. Well, I mean, if you want to go off the Mr. T cartoon, the little kid that was following Mr. T around with the bulldog that had the mohawk. I, I look more like the bulldog than the kid, I think. But <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow! If the bulldog had a, you know, had had a had a, had overalls on. He's like, whoa! I'm like that's right, a pitiful. So, <laughs> of course, trick or treating was a big thing for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Then, like, going to certain, like, Halloween parties that kids in my classrooms would have. You know, that was always a pretty fun thing. But as I got older, and I was in, like, junior high and high school, like, me and, like, a few friends would just crash at my place. We'd be watching movies, having snacks, just hanging out. We may go for a walk late night. Sometimes we were brave enough to go through the cemeteries in town. And it was just... A simple time. Granted, I'm still thinking about all these goddamn costumes I wore as a kid and the material that they were made out of and everything. But overall, I mean, that was fun. But then I remember a memory pretty vivid when I was three years old. And this is when my mom was going to college and she was staying at the college 
um, she came to pick me up and I actually got to stay in the college dormitory. You know, she was going to school at West Texas A&M University in Canyon. And we went to a haunted house that was hosted by Easter Seals. And I don't mean like rinky-dink haunted house like you would take kids to. No, this was a full-on haunted house. Mm. Her and her sorority sisters decided to drag me, three years old, big giant afro, (laughs) to a haunted house where the entry was this guy that was dressed like a zombie with the... With all the prosthetics and everything, was like, enter if you dare, blah, 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 sign your name. And then you'd go down this hallway, and each hallway would have different rooms. And, like, one of the rooms had, like, a Leatherface-type character. Another room had a guy that was dead in a bathtub. And this was my first time looking at ninjas. A ninja assassin actually killed the guy. Nice. And was coming after us, and the door closed. Then there was another room. Then the final room was actually a white padded room with an individual in there who broke out of the restraints, and there was strobing light, and that person was moving slow, but yet with the strobing light, it made it look like very, very super slow, and they locked the door behind us for added effect. Mm. And I remember crying so much because of that. But I remember that. And I stayed away from haunted houses for a while because of that. But as I got older, I started going to haunted houses. And I'm like, oh, this actually ain't that bad. I mean, even whenever I first got up here, and this was like a few Halloweens ago, we actually went to the um, the Fort Lincoln haunted house. Because they always do that big haunted fort thing. Like they'll do like a haunted forest and they'll do the haunted fort. Okay. Went to the haunted fort and here I am. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have some fun with this. So the first part of it is just a hallway. Like they get everybody in, they break everyone into groups. Then they take you through the first part of the fort. And then from there, uh, looks like work tried calling me. Oh, so I'll have y'all continue on real quick. I got a phone call to make. Uh Oh, he's got a phone call. All right. So, all right, let's see. Derail this train. All, all right, right, all right. We're, all right. we're taking. We're just gonna say all right for like the next five, ten minutes so, until he so comes back. So there's this guy who did this right, thing, right, right. and he did this, and then he went over here, and so, he was like, "Wow!" And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, on on the subject of like like memories and childhood memories, yeah. something I was thinking about too was just like things that step, you know, kind of like either. You know, like movies and stuff are probably always like the biggest thing for me. Oh yeah, and sure. I know, like growing up, probably like the the movie that freaked me out the most uh, was this movie called Event Horizon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came back a while ago, and I think my cousin went to actually take me to see this, and um, I just remember the thing that tripped me out was a scene where um, the main actor Sam Neill was um in some type of like you know like ventilation area and everything kept on like turning like green and then would like fade away then come back on green so then like there was like this scene where like his like wife or whatever just like appeared in his face but like she had no eyeballs so all you saw was just like these like dark sockets just staring i was just like ah and then like ever since then i like that would always like freak me out 
you know, and standing and, uh, somewhere, all of a sudden the lights are flickering on. I was like, oh shit, mm, where, right, where's where, this where crazy bee? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> so you know that always stood out with me. And then like fast forward, like I think about like 2008, 2010. Um, there was this movie that came out called Insidious. Oh yes, Insidious. Yeah, like yes. the first one. Yeah, because up to that point, like most like scary movies weren't really scary yeah, as i got older i realized that there was probably more of like one i you know i told myself well it's not real these people are still alive mm-hmm. you know when i saw the dude who played uh the fat guy in um in uh jurassic park and yeah. i saw him like in a seinfeld episode <laughs> oh, yeah. i was like oh i thought he died he didn't die i <laughs> thought he died he died in jurassic park i saw it the dinosaur ate him what are you doing there right. sitting there delivering mail exactly mail. <laughs> you know so it's like seems like newman you know even now i see why freaking <laughs> seinfeld didn't like him but um you know it's just like okay you know these are just movies you know they're all doing their thing and like most scary movies weren't really scary they're just more comical they're just making all these stupid stuff but then i went to go see insidious yeah and like i was just blown away by like how i felt like that tension it's yeah, you know it's, it's the creepy factor everything in there is like it's just building up building up it's like yes you know you're in a house of a serial killer and you're watching the old footage of what he used to do to people and now you're like wait is he here exactly <laughs> you know it's just things going on and then like um i know i'm sure you guys remember the whole uh paranormal activity yeah. like mm-hmm. era thing that came on I remember it was so weird because, like, I saw that in theaters with me and two other guys and got caught up in the whole media campaign. We went to go see it and everything, and my buddy was like, well, that wasn't even that bad, whatever, whatever. And I didn't really care about it too Mm -hmm. much either. But I will say when the sequel came out, the sequel, that one was, like, by leaps and bounds, like, so much better. Like, just the... The tension and the nervousness that I felt watching that movie in the theaters and everything, not knowing what was going on. The actual, you know, jump scares that they did have were like actually legit. Like I was like, holy crap. I never would have thought that someone would have tried to, you know, pull that off in that way. You know, I'm thinking like everything that's going to happen is going to happen at night because that's when everything bad happens. But I was like. Nope. It's like nope. They're like this stuff even happens during the daytime. I'm just like, oh, so you're not safe, regardless of whether the like, sun's I'm up not or down. Safe? This is yeah. Bull. The sun, the sun is up. Like nothing's bad supposed to happen when the sun is up, you know, or at least anything creepy or weird. But uh, that's when the creepiest things do happen is in the sun. Like, yeah, it's like people running around. So I am back. Sorry about How that. How dare you? But anyways, <laughs> I'm wondering because something just popped in my head, Uh-oh. and I actually thought about this like yesterday. Uh-oh. Now. Who remembers, like, the big, like, TV series monster craze of, like, the 80s and 90s? Where they had shows like Forever Night, Howling the Series. um, They had, like... Night Court. Oh, no, not Night Court. (laughs) That's just, you know, somehow overnight court, which isn't a real thing. Like, they had a whole bunch of different series really picking up on the craze of movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Just expanding on that, like those different universes. And I was like, does anyone else remember Forever Night or Howling the Series? Forever Night was great. Or like the Hitchhiker. They should do an update too. Yeah. Or the Hitchhiker. 
Remember whenever they had the Hitchhiker series and it was almost like Tales from the Dark Side or yeah. Monsters, and they like would have the little stories. It oh, was like Tales from the Crypt series. Yeah, Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Yeah, yes, Tales from the Crypt was really my man. I thing. didn't see any of those, but I saw the like uh, game show that they had on like Saturday morning <laughs> TV, kids TV. That was like, here, this is like uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, only yeah. with the Crypt Creeper. Yeah. <laughs> or Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Sorry. Who, now, who remembers like Monster Vision from TNT where they showed like the bad, cheesy horror movies or like USA Up um, up All Night? You got to do it right. Like USA Up All Night. You got to do that. Goddamn Rhonda. <laughs> but, you know, like... Those type of things, like they even had an up all night version where it's just horror movies that they did for quite a long time. Well, I know they did that with like the TMC. Like TMC would do that a lot. Yeah, like, the little like oh, here's the bumping the Wolverine. Well, see, there the were Wolverine, so there Wolf were Man. those. There were those, but Monster Vision on TNT and USA Up All Night and Monster Quest, like they did a lot of different like. Almost like the Sven and Son of Ghoul type things, just mainly for main syndication, mm-hmm. where they would play different movies. Like even double WGN for the longest time would do the Blob and Friends, where the people would dress up like the Blob and other different creatures and would host different movies. So, <clears throat> like watching those, I remember watching those as a kid. Like me and my grandmother, rest her soul. We would always have like specific things that we did. Like Friday night was always the horror movies on USA. Saturday was Saturday morning cartoons and breakfast. Then after that, it would be USA Kung Fu Theater. Yes. Then it went to WGN Western Theater because my grandmother loved her Westerns. Then, because it was always Saturday and Halloween time, we would always switch to another channel and see what horror movies they had. Or we had HBO back in the day, and they would be playing horror movies like Hellraiser, Friday the 13th, you know, all of those. Then it would go to trick-or-treating as a kid. Then, after that, we'd turn on Monster Vision or watch something else. Those were the best times ever. Oh yeah, best days. I mean, I like I like most of. Well, it was so unique. I mean, especially like in like the nineties and stuff. They had no problem really like introducing kids to like different like dark stuff. Like I know with me, you know, that's when they had they had the Goosebumps mm-hmm. TV show would come out. Mm-hmm. They had. I mean, it wasn't like that scary, but you know, I read the books and things like that. And look, honestly, and, honestly, like. Goosebumps was okay for his time, but who remembers Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. That, that was better. Oh, yeah. It was that was way better. better. That was like the go to. I'd always used to love that, especially Snick at Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snick at, at Night. Yeah, the orange couch. I wanted an orange couch, but I felt <laughs> like I was couch? such. Yeah. <laughs> no, that yes. couch is black. Whoa, 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 my couch is orange. We're talking, we're talking like the snick. I don't want, I don't want our audience to get confused. Like the no, no, I want them to get confused. Oh, they're already confused. But that's so like, what the heck is a snick? But um, <laughs> look it up. Yeah, look it but up. But no, it's like, yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? I remember they had Erie, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was a crazy one. I, I I was a big fan of like you know stuff on like sci-fi because that's where mm-hmm. you know like oh well that's oh, yeah. all the creepy movies are. You know mm-hmm. those movies are not creepy. 
Well, I back mean, in those days, they back were in kind the nine, yeah. the production was creepy. But now, was in like the two thousands, it's more like, how bad can we make a movie and make it kind of like humorous but still intriguing? Ouija Shark. I mean, what? Let's no that that wasn't that wasn't sci fi. <laughs> that was an abomination. You got you got no. Sharknado. You Shark, got sharks of the corn. Sharks of the corn. You got a. A Velocipaster and which we still need to watch that, and, and of course Raging Cajun Redneck Gators. Yeah, come on, <laughs> you know, and we still need to watch Black Sheep. We still need to watch Velocipaster. We still need to watch Wolf Cop and Wolf Cop yes, too. Yes, for our next um, movie next, challenge. Uh, movie <laughs> abomination. We we already so, moved uh, away. From, <laughs> we already moved away from the shark movies until yeah. Ouija Shark Two actually comes out on video. Yeah. Which as, that'll probably be like cl- closer to the end of 2023. Yeah. So, uh, as a quick side note, so the Forever Night series, which was a pretty awesome series back in yes, the 90s, um, I, I know you two guys are probably a little bit too young to remember it, but essentially the series was about a vampire who worked as a overnight cop, and he, his last name was his name was Nick Knight. Go figure. Yeah. But yeah, so he would you know be doing his 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 cop stuff, but he's also a vampire, so he's trying to obviously suppress his vampiric urges and whatnot. He's very to make awesome amends series. for his life. Yeah, so very awesome series. Check it out. You, you can. I believe it was it was Canadian produced show. So yeah, but it was also on USA for the longest yep. time. Uh, but uh, kind of a little throwback to that stuff was in the uh, late early two thousands. Um, there was a show that was originally from um, the UK called Being Human. Yes, and then they made a, a US production of it, or at least uh, you know. Oh they attempted yeah, that to. one. The show. Western. One where, yeah. where it was uh, the vampire, where over yeah. and a ghost end up becoming roommates, at, at and they're all doing you know their personal things and of course their their own personal lives outside of their their quote unquote monster background stuff mm-hmm. was a pretty good series. It also. was. I mm-hmm. actually liked it. I watched the first couple of seasons. It was pretty good. I think it started going going downhill after the, like the second season. But yeah, um, yeah, because then I think they switched out some actors and so it all became convoluted. But yeah. yeah. But very interesting shows to, to check out for those who, who like the the spooky, creepy, fun stuff and kind of drama, I guess you can say, to it all. Sure. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Keep, keeping with that kind of train of thought, um, how many different, I guess, shows do you guys remember that have that classic monster trope? Uh, Ooh, quite a bit. Cause, quite a bit. Cause There's the, a lot. There, there are a lot. The one that comes to my mind because I, I really enjoyed watching it was uh, Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs. Yes, oh, yes. Beetleborgs. Metal, metal heroes in Japan. Yes. It's uh, another Sentai series that Saban brought over, and it yeah. was a little bit more darker. I guess you could say, yeah. So okay, so if you watch like Beetleborgs, Beetleborgs, Metallics as we know it here, mm-hmm. if you actually take a look at it as what it is in japan which was i want to say beetle beetle force something like that look it up real quick crack before steam but (laughs) what what we had here and this is just like any other property that comes over from japan so your ultraman your super sentai or power rangers even your mystic knights of tiranog was actually a show in japan Mm mm-hmm all of that is actually very light to what the actual source material is, where right. they actually showed blood. They showed, like, people being stabbed. They showed all that stuff. So if you really want to get down and dirty and see some creepy stuff, watch Super Sentai. Watch Metal Heroes. You know, like, even in Space Sheriff Galvan, um, someone actually got beheaded on there. So, 
So, uh, Beetleborgs was uh, Juco B Fighter Thank and you. then B Fighter Kabuto. Yep. And okay. yeah. And oddly enough about that one, they were going to try to do a third version of um, Kabuto B-Fighter, but it was going to be more super childish, almost like Barney of sorts. It it didn't make any sense. I actually saw a little bit of what they were doing with it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't get behind that. I couldn't, honestly. Yeah, sounds very, very... But the metal, like Metal Heroes, even Common Rider. Common yes, Rider is just very. Common Rider Amazon was pretty damn dark for what it was. And also, like um, the Common Rider movie where he didn't turn into an actual Common Rider, but more of a bug humanoid hybrid. Yeah. That one was super dark. Yeah. And even the newest movie that they're coming out with, um, Common, like it's um, Common Rider Black. Yeah. Where is the generational one with with um, the original actor is reprising his role, but his son is playing him as a younger version. Mm-hmm. So that's going that one's going to be interesting. Oh, you know, I just thought about this while we were talking about things. We should probably end up doing an episode on like uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like dark. 80s children shows it doesn't have to be 80s but you know just 80s 90s like throwback children shows because i was thinking about you know what you were talking about earlier not so much like with the the sentai um but you know just shows and stuff that were a little bit older like i remember like childhood memory here stuff when i was like scared was when this movie called a page master came out oh yeah oh page master was awesome yeah i remember i was in theaters yeah i remember seeing it in theaters i remember i was like crying a little bit because i heard it was like this dragon that was sitting i was like freaking out i was like ah this thing's gonna blah 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 but you know i saw the movie and actually oh okay cool it wasn't that you know but i felt better because i was able to get you know get through it and stuff but like honestly whenever i think creepy movies like that would be animated i'm thinking like black cauldron Mm. Yeah, Fern Gully was pretty creepy yeah, because Tim Curry's toxic, you know, Texas, yeah. toxic yeah. love. Yeah, toxic um, love. another creepy one that I can think of off the top of my head, and y'all may not agree with me, but honestly, the original Rescuers. Sure. Oh yeah, I love that, that one. one that the, one. Uh, that, that's like it's more depressing. Or... Yeah, and the alligators and everything, like those, I see as creepy. Or even uh, all that's good to heaven, the original one. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, because their depiction well, of like Don anything, Bluth. Scenes, right? Wasn't it? anything yeah. by like Don well, Bluth? Gets, <laughs> yeah, anything with uh, yeah Don Bluth, and, and it was just you know it was a really dark themed. Um, it was obviously made for kids, but just the thought of you know they essentially they're talking about killing the, this guy or dog in the movie, yeah. and he comes back, and then he's you know essentially quote unquote supposed to try to. Too. He's trying to help out this girl, but obviously he's just trying to help himself out again. But then, yeah. you know, the, the dark undertone of if he dies again, he can't go to heaven again. He's, he's obviously going to go to hell, quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah, so it was like just interesting, just dark themes to a lot of those movies. Even basically anything that uh, Ralph Batchy put out in, in the day, you know, that wasn't uh, adult oriented yeah. was still dark and like. It really was. Weird and crazy. Yeah. It's that's, almost like the old um, Flashinger ca- um, cartoons back in the yeah. day, like yeah. the the Betty, Betty Boop and Coco yeah. and Roscoe and oh, those were, were meant to be kind of uh, intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just weird because you don't really see 
too much of that kind of animation unless you're like you know jumping into like anime but if you're just looking for just like regular yeah. shows like on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon they're they've gotten rid of a lot of the stuff that used to be like that like Courage yeah. the Cowardly Dog yeah. or heck even yeah. I, I wouldn't say well even Powerpuff Girls had little yeah. if you really think about it there's some I mean you had a character called him yeah. which if you're an adult you know what the allegory was yeah. too Mm-hmm. You know, but even that character was like pretty like intense. Cause or the red guy from um, Cow and Chicken. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, the devil. He was the devil. They, 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 they straight up call him that. Redheaded guy. Yeah. But like you don't, you know, see too many of that. Like, yeah, you, like you said, you have to go rid to of that imagery. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this just turned from Halloween to just remembering nostalgic shows that have some well, really actually, crazy overtones. Well, one last quick thing uh, about shows, yeah. and this is obviously brought up by JJ earlier, um, you know, Monsters and uh, Adam's Family, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and again, uh, he's talking about the, the new Monsters movie that came out, uh, but then uh, I was uh, even talking about there was a point where they were trying to do a reboot of the series, I want to say back in like 2010, give or yeah. take-ish. Or Jerry O'Connell wanted to to reboot the show as Mockingbird Lane or Thirteen Mockingbird Lane, which was their address, and uh, it had Jerry O'Connell as Herman Munster, and of course, um, oh god, I just forgot his name, um, Eddie Izzard as Grandpa Munster, which would have been awesome. Which was awesome, and there is a, a pilot episode. I believe you can find it on YouTube if you look around for it. But we may actually do that yeah, after it's the like show. Like an hour long episode, but. You know, just still, just uh, but, to see if it's on there. But it is very great to check out, and you know, it was very well made. Um, it, it was obviously a little bit darker than than the actual original series, because you know, Grandpa Grandpa was obviously a psycho vampire in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like way way more interesting than uh, apparently from the information I got from JJ earlier about the new monster movie, which you know, each their own. Matter of fact, matter of fact, JJ. Give us your impression of Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Right. Oh, you saw that? We, we watched, we didn't watch the whole thing because we got. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> we got about half an hour, maybe an hour into it. Um, and there was a lot of hokiness to it. Mm. Um, a lot of stuff that, honestly, it's it seemed like it was being reused from you know, even like young Frankenstein, like right. they're doing the whole thing where like, oh, you're you're supposed to laugh at, you know, the process of making this guy, and and oh, the, we also did this thing where, oh, there's this really smart guy, and then obviously this this other one that's kind of counterpoint, and there's no way you're gonna get their brains mixed up, and then obviously they got the, the brains, brains mixed got up. mixed up, so that's gotcha. that's the story behind Herman Munster, and then they go through how Herman Munster got his name, and it was. The like assistant's pet rat's name was Herman, and wow, and it was he was named after the cheese in his sandwich. But nice. he, because the the assistant is kind of an idiot. He he doesn't have the the e in it, so it's just Herman <laughs> Munster. Wow, nice. Wow, um, you know. Okay, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Rum Zombie. You know, I love his music. I love some of the stuff he does. Lords of Salem, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corps. Mm. You know, anything dealing with the with the Firefly family. Um, ha- Haunted World of El Superbisto. 
I like that one. It's an animated movie. That oh, made. okay. It's based off a comic that he actually did. He actually designed his own comic, which is The Haunted World of El Superbisto. And El Superbisto is played by Machete. Oh, okay. Ho, so. Yeah. So, awesome. <laughs> so my thing is certain things of his will be hit or miss because of, you know, maybe it's more for a very specific niche crowd. Look at the Halloween movies that he did. Halloween 1, Halloween 2. You know, granted, they're non-canon. They're his version and interpretation. I mean, Halloween 1 that he did was okay. Halloween 2 just didn't make too much sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is one of those ones that I should watch and form my own opinion on. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. But if we take a look at the reviews for this, there's probably a lot of people that hate it. Yeah. Because in a way, this is, yeah, you know, Rob Zombie is a true fan of the monsters. Yeah. It, it does look <clears throat> that nostalgic, like, like yeah. the original 80s, 70s series. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. And for us who remembers it, yeah. you know, it's a good throwback. For people who don't know the nostalgic aspect of this, they're going to probably come into this thinking, what the hell? And, you know what? Honestly, that's fine. You know, hopefully, maybe they'll want to see the original series. Yeah. And see what that was about. Just like how people are making, are like getting on, you know, the new Wednesday show that's going to be coming up. Right. Oh. Oh, Gomez should look like Raul Julia. No, take a look oh. at what the comic strip is. Yeah. Or even the old 60s, 70s cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. He, he did have he, that pug even, face. And, even yeah. the 90s cartoon that they had on ABC. Oh, yeah, though. Yeah, Luis Guzman is what what um, Gomez Adam is supposed to look like. He is one hundred percent. Yeah, and he's a good actor for that the, type. Everybody of Everybody who who had pushback, it's just because of the other the Adams Family movies. That exactly, they're, they're going off of that, and they're saying, "Oh, this is my nostalgia." But yeah, if you look at the the wider picture, obviously, yeah, it, it's telling a different story. Besides, everyone knows Rod Julia is. Is, is perfect for his other role he played in Bison. Of course. It's like, for you, it was the most outstanding the day, day of your life that no, you'll no. never forget. It'd, it'd be so, interesting so. If, if they ever did a remake of that with the real inspiration for oh, Bison. God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Mike Tyson is M. Bison. Actually, no, Mike Tyson... M. Bison was supposed to be, quote-unquote, Balrog. Well, no, no. So Balrog rem- was supposed to be Vega, and M. Bison was supposed to be Vega. Yeah. But, so, but Mike Bison. Yes. That, so Because they, they changed him around because of that. Yeah, because they didn't want to be sued by Mike Tyson. Because apparently Balrog is actually a, a matador ranking, and Vega was just, you know, the name of the big bad. Yeah. But they changed him all around because of the whole <laughs> M. Bison thing. It was like, oh, well, he looks like Mike Tyson. So obviously that's the inspiration for M. Bison. Um, yeah, we're gonna get sued. Start moving things around. Yep. <coughs> so you know what? I think we can finally close up for the night. Oh, dare! How dare you? Oh, how dare you? Okay. I mean, come on. We have next week. We have the review of Crown Jewel, which yep. hopefully JJ you'll be joining us for. We'll see what he can do. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, that's normally like our fun moment. Yeah. Then, of course, we do have our version of the cheat list on Sunday, which the is list. which is going to be the lust list, so next Sunday. So, on behalf of Internet Wonderland, JJ, we would like to officially welcome you to the family. 
Happy to be here. And hopefully you'll be joining us for many more episodes. And, of course, I do have to thank the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey, for joining us. That's me. Thank you. And also the sexual chocolate of Internet Wonderland, D. Twizzle, for joining us tonight. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely awesome episode today. You forgot You forgot JJ's other nickname, the Velvet Vanilla. Yep, <laughs> the Vanilla the velvet, the velvet vanilla. vanilla. Velvety, whatever. Yep, the velvety vanilla. So you come in here, and not only do you get one nickname, you get two nicknames. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, come on. Look at how many nicknames you have and how many D Twizzle has. True, true. True, true. He has to build up to that rank. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, folks. Hold on one second. Try not to burp in the mic. Okay. Oh, just, just, just say it. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. So... This has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking less and a logical madness. I'd like to thank my three wonderful co-hosts, Monkey, JJ Watkins, and D. Twizzle for joining me and traversing the digital airwaves with me. As always, I have been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. Stay tuned for next Saturday and next Sunday's episodes. Have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Have a great night.